Hey, welcome back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Today's guest has possibly the most unique business name of anyone I've interviewed so far on this show. I'm excited to introduce you to David Quick, who is a speaker and executive coach and helps CEOs and business owners learn how to work fewer hours, be more successful, and build stronger relationships, which I know is something that all of my listeners are interested in. You've got their attention now. David, welcome to the show. Well, Michelle, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Honored to, to spend some time with you and your listeners. And thanks for having me on the, the podcast. Absolutely. So let's start with what you do now. The name of your business is Helping Bulls Thrive in China Shops. Tell me more about that. Uh, so, Michelle, for most of my life, uh, and still my wife, who's my business partner, says I still am the bull in the china shop. But um, <laughs> for most of my career, I got that. And for really kind of the last 10 years, have tried with real intent in consulting and coaching to help others harness that bull persona. For me, which is truly gender neutral, so I don't use it as a masculine term. Uh, most of my bull persona mm -hmm. comes from my mother, who's a college professor, former school okay. principal, superintendent. She was the one that pushed really high standards, be passionate, driven, um, go for kind of the gold and gusto. So, um, But it's how do we harness that? How do we harness the power of our herd as leaders? Mm, um, okay. That comes with some intention and really yeah. four key areas of focus. Um, what's your vision of the future? Do you have meaningful and real core values? How mm. high do you set expectations and what does engagement look like internally and externally? So talk about that, work okay. about that with coaching business owners, CEOs, bulls mm -hmm. on how to be more effective and thrive. I love that. You know, that's awesome that you mentioned that comes from your mom as far as size of the family because Sometimes when we have our own business, especially, and we're really passionate and excited about what we do, we do come across pretty strong. Uh, and that can be something that can either be harnessed as a positive or you end up that bull in a china shop. So that's a really great visual. Well, and, and absolutely, most of us, our strength is also our weakness. So um, everything to uh, – Moderation, including probably moderation. But anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so well, let's start with how you ended up in this business because you've done a lot of things over the years. You've worked with a lot of big companies. You came out of the military. Uh, what brought you to your own business, coaching other business owners, and how to harness that? Well, if, if I look back at kind of the, the, the life progression and decisions, at, at my heart, I've always been a coach. Uh, I early on as a, a young teenager coached other teens in sports and in music. So I gave saxophone lessons in high school to junior high kids. I've always been kind of a tutor. And then as an adult, four sons, I've coached almost every amateur sport you can imagine. Uh, and <laughs> went back, got a master's degree in education while at the Naval Academy uh, as an instructor and said, hey, I really want to teach and coach. And it just took me a lot longer to get there. So multiple stints as CEO of uh, public and private companies and really kind of always had this calling to go coach and teach. 
That's included along the path, things like uh, tutoring in the Connecticut prison system. So I've always said, how do I give back? How do I coach? How do I help others? So that's been the calling. And for the last 10 years, I've been able to do that. And for the last 10 years, I would say the most remarkable time of my professional career and uh, have had over the last five years just more than I could ever imagine from a business, from a work-life balance, all those things. So it's really been um, unbelievable. That's fantastic. You know, it's, it's interesting when you can look back at life like that and kind of see that common thread that wove through everything and got you to where you're at. Yep. So I, I got to ask, working specifically with the personality types that you do who are very strong personalities, um, what's that like? Is that a big challenge for you? And is that something that you really thrive on, or how does that work? So uh, I'm fortunate enough to work with um, all kinds of business leaders, uh, private, public companies, uh, in an individual uh-huh. coaching session uh, setting, in a group uh, organizational coaching, help with a hiring tool that we use, sales training. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, the more intimate and close you get to that, so things like I run a peer group of CEOs, mm-hmm. what you realize is we have the same frailty, fear, worries. Uh, we're wired like everyone else. We're human. We have uh, those same challenges. And what's great in those settings is probably like nowhere else, you get to see some of that, that the rest of the world doesn't get to see. And having sat in that seat, I'm able to say, hey, I I know we all have fear of failure. I know we all have, hey, what happens if I don't do this? Hey, I'm worried about being too vulnerable. So it's it's great to have um, the insight and sat in the seat, but also to work regularly with you know, a, a bunch of different uh, male and female business leaders and see that common link that we all have as humans. So That's, that's got to be a powerful thing when you're speaking to people who have such powerful positions with really crazy heavy responsibility to see them going through those same emotions. I think sometimes we forget the further we go in business, the further we go in life, the more we step up the more we actually need coaching and support from somebody who gets that. Well, uh, and just as part of that, I have a coach. I've had a coach for the last four years. Mm -hmm. I've had coaches all throughout my career. You know, I look at the whole um, kind of concept of coaching and say the world's best athletes have coaches. The world's best leaders have coaches. Um, There's nothing like a coach or a peer group to elevate our performance, force us to be more intentional, hold us more accountable than we would ourselves, um, and really to ask the questions that sometimes we may not even be thinking about because we tend to put our head down and and go to work versus, hey, remove the blinders and where are we going? The analogy I give all the time is most days we all pull on our swim trunks or our swimsuit and we get in the deep end of the pool and we tread water. Mm -hmm. And we're exhausted at the end of the day. And really, if we were more intentional, we could just swim across Mm -hmm. the pool in a lot less time a lot less effort and gain a lot more traction, movement, and um, performance if we had that intentionality. So that is such a great analogy because it's it's so incredibly true. When we're the ones in it, it's hard to see that bigger picture and even remember. Oh, there's a whole swimming pool. And my goal is actually to get over here yes. versus let me just survive what's on my plate today in this yeah. 
and our head goes uh, below and above the surface occasionally and going, yeah, what, what, what am I doing here? So it, it's real yeah. insightful to maybe even get out of the pool and go, mm. okay, where am I trying to go? Yeah, great. Let me get back in and swim over there. So anyway, I, it's, it's one I use all the time for myself going, hey, am I treading water here or am I swimming toward some destination? Yeah, that, that is a great, great question to ask yourself. I love that. It's something that I know I have to constantly remind myself as well because I have that urge when I'm on with my coach mm-hmm. to argue. But, no, you don't understand where I'm at. And you've got to step back and go, okay, they see a bigger picture. They're holding me accountable and be open to that. So one thing that i, I got to ask, and I'm sure listeners are wondering too, um, what are the qualities that you see in the CEOs, the business owners you work with that really allow them to be coachable? Because I think a lot of us struggle with that. You know, we want to work with the coach. We want to we're up, but it's not the easiest thing to do. So what advice do you have for somebody who's maybe working with a coach or considering working with a coach? What are those things they need to be aware of and open to? Yeah. Well, uh, first and foremost is vulnerability. So a- am I willing to be vulnerable? Am I willing to admit, yeah. hey, I don't have it all wired? Uh, am I willing to point to my weakness uh, equally as I am to my strength? And then um, mm-hmm. how do I receive feedback? So those who are open to feedback, those who are willing to, to seek to understand those who are willing to be vulnerable are the most coachable. And, and, um, you know, I spend a lot of time early in coaching engagements to say, Hey, let's try on this vulnerability. Let's look at self-awareness. Let's talk about where you're great and where you're not. And that's okay. And for great organizations, those true self-aware vulnerable leaders surround themselves with people that make the team better and, reinforce areas in which they're weak organizationally. And that that understanding helps you build a better organization, not be seen as weak. Colin Powell has a great talk on it, and I can't remember the the full gist, but he says, it was interesting, someone asked about the number one quality for leaders, and he said vulnerability. And he said the interesting thing about leadership is we all need to be incredibly vulnerable as leader until we can't be. And, you know, he talks about that um, as you prep for war, you can demonstrate vulnerability all the time, but once you're in the heat of battle, we don't look to our leaders to be vulnerable in that moment. Mm. But up to that right. point where we trust and want to follow, we need to demonstrate that we can be. So uh, that, mm. that's always been an essence for me. And then, you know, I, I, I look at leaders that truly have a vision of future. That's an important thing for me, which that also then infers they'll be coachable, that they want something different, yeah. that they're pointing toward a bigger optimistic vision of the future than where they are. Mm -hmm. And without those kind of things, a self-awareness of vulnerability and some desire to have some different outcome or different Mm -hmm. vision of future, I'm not sure what I coach to. So uh, I frame all my coaching engagements that I define thriving, which is really what I try to help them do, as the answer to three simple questions. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what do you want to have? And those three questions intentionally vague, they could be materialistic things, the most mm. unmaterialistic, but it helps me to find, great, if you could be this person, you could do these things and have this, that's thriving. And great, yeah, let's march yeah. toward that. Let's march toward that. So That is a fantastic perspective and key because it's easy to set the numbers goals or the growth goals and forget who you become in the process of getting there is really the more important piece of it. 
Yeah. The, so those, those are three that have guided me for a long time personally. Yeah. So I ask that question all the time, which is, am I being who I want to be? That's an interesting, you know, big question. And, and it helps you frame, hey, today am I? No. And I'm marching towards something, but I'm not being who I want to be. So, yep. That is, that is a great question because if you run everything through that lens of, is the way I'm showing up right now in this decision, in this meeting, in this process, who I really want to be at my core, it makes decisions easy. Yeah, um, so, so yes, and then I take that further, which is organizationally, those become core values, mm-hmm. that, that we set those same standards for core values and say these are alive and well. We hire, mm-hmm. measure, reinforce through those core values. So you know, a little different when you start to move organizationally, those three questions become broader and say, what are the organizational mm-hmm. core values that demonstrate this is how we're going to be, act and behave? And mm-hmm. I talk about it as Sesame Street and say, if you're not like the others, um, then you gotcha. probably shouldn't be on this street. <laughs> um, gotcha. And that it, it creates this magnet that compels the people that are like that to come mm-hmm. and join and repels the wrong mm-hmm. people. So. You know, that, that's a great point because one of the things that a lot of us run into as we start to uh, either step into a role in a business that has a team or start to build our own team is that company culture piece of it of hiring the right people and giving them the right leadership and support so the company goes the right direction. And that's something that you don't fully appreciate how challenging that can be until you're either doing it yourself or you're watching someone do it. Well, Michelle, dead on, and and, and part of uh, our whole pursuit of thriving is we also help with personality assessment. Um, We have a license for a tool called Culture Index. I invite your listeners on our free gifts to uh, the Giving a Damn uh, listeners. There's a way to go out and assess your own personality, strength, and weakness, and also what we call assess your herd. So literally set up a demo, do your whole team, cost you nothing, you get tremendous insight about how people are wired um, and answer mm-hmm. the proverbial, do I have the right people in the right seats inside my herd? Um, that costs your your listeners nothing. They can go out, get their own. All that's on our helping bowls forward slash giving a damn. And I welcome them all, we'll all go out and look at kind of how, how am I wired and how are the important people mm-hmm. in my life wired? Yeah. You know, that's, that's such an important piece to have in place in your business because otherwise you wake up and realize the company has gone a different direction than you expected it to and then you thought it would if you're not really intentional about those pieces. So for everybody listening, watching, somewhere near this video or the audio, you will find a link. It's helpingbulls.com forward slash giving a damn. All one word, no spaces. Helpingbulls.com forward slash giving a damn. Scroll down on the page and you'll find links to all sorts of goodies um, that David has put together to share with you. And if you know somebody who is growing that team or managing a team in whatever business they're in, share this episode with them and share that link with them so they can get access to this as well because it's something that we don't all have to make the same mistakes that other people have made. If we get that guidance and coaching like David's talking about here to figure out how do we approach this a little more intentionally, a little more strategically to stay on the track we want to be on. So one, one or two final questions here before we wrap. Um, I would love to know, what is your favorite part of what you do in business today? So uh, b- 
by far and away, uh, I get jazzed every day by the opportunity to help other business owners thrive. <clears throat> and there are many pauses and, and moments of reflection where you see you've done that and you've played a small part. So for me, it's really been over the last five years, the ability to help business owners grow, grow their business, grow individually. And the, the knowledge, having been in that chair, the impact that has on a broader organization, a community, families. Um, so if they thrive, a bunch of other people around them thrive. And uh, it's just a neat thing to see when you when you take businesses that, that were nothing and a couple of years later they threw a million dollars and know that you, you played a, a small part in that, which is which is awesome. That has got to be amazing, watching that domino effect of, helping the CEO or the leader step into the leadership role in a very intentional way so that they can lead that company to somewhere just amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. I can, I can see why you would enjoy that very much. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today and sharing some tips with us. One final question. You know, for people who are listening who maybe haven't worked with a coach before or aren't sure where to start with that process, what's one piece of advice you would give them about finding the right coach for where they're at? So I always tell people, even when they try to engage me, have you talked to other coaches? Have you really checked for fit? And I give them my kind of litmus test on how I select coaching clients. I literally ask the question, do I want to spend – multiple interactions with them over the next five years. So do I want to spend time with this person? Will this person make me better? And that interview, much like you would dating, selecting friends, all of that, similarly look and go, am I wired? Will this push person push me? And do I want to spend five years with this person? Um, that's what my average coaching kind of uh, clients spend with me. That's where our peer groups do. And, you know, that's the, the simplest, easiest guidance I would give. There's a bunch of other questions to ask, which is, you know, what, when this arises, how are you going to handle that? And I do the same in my coaching. Um, on our offer page, I have a 30-minute free executive coaching session. I welcome your listeners to sign up, do that. Um, and in that, they'll hear those same questions from me. Who else have you talked to? You should talk to some other people. You should be confident in your decision. Uh, and realize that, like anything, there's better coaches than me, and there are worse coaches than me. Uh, and uh, it's about our alignment fit, and are we wired yeah. to, to help each other? So That is a fantastic perspective and such an important question to ask, because you do want to find the coach who is the right fit for you to be able to push you beyond what you would be able to do on your own to help you see that bigger picture so you're not treading water at the end yeah. of the swimming pool when you could easily swim across it if you just have the right perspective. I love that. So thank you again so much for being on the show today, David. Michelle, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. So guys, you're listening. Make sure you click the link. Go to helpingbulls.com forward slash giving a damn to find the gifts that David has for you as well as access to that session with him if you are looking for who is that person that can support you growing into the next level in your business, taking your company somewhere a lot bigger, reach out and have a conversation um, because support is what will get you there if it's the right kind of support. So thank you again, David. Everybody, be sure you click like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and I will see you back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Dance.